You are listening to the Christian Worship Center podcast. For more information about our church, please visit us at cwcstillwell.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Let's 
in the beginning was the, the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. The same, the, the verse 2, the same was in the beginning with God. The same, the Word. So, what happened? The Word was God, the Word was with God in the beginning. Amen? He's not going anywhere. He was, he is, and he will be. He's not going anywhere. He hasn't been anywhere, and he's not going anywhere. So when you need word, guess what? He's there. Because he's been there. All things, verse 3, all things were made by him. And without him, who are we talking about here? The word. Right? It's right. We know that. Because John goes down and tells us who the word is. So, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was not made. Now, we just blew evolution theory. Amen? We just blew everything that the colleges are trying to get you to teach and to understand. We just blew it all away by one scripture. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Do you believe it? Well, I don't know, preacher. You better believe it. Because by him all things consist, vision tells us, Galatians. So that pew that you're sitting on is held together by him. John chapter 1 and verse 4. And in him was life. And the life was the light of men. Ooh. So his light is our light. Right? His light is our light. So when somebody tells you you need this, you need that, all I need is Jesus. I don't need one more thing in my agenda, in my moment, in my life, other than him. Because in him was life. And life was the light Satan came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might 
flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. His glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and He's not full of condemnation this morning. He's not full of judgment this morning. He's full of grace and truth. Somebody else down. So I want you to understand the interest of his word gives life. So when his word entered this world, what happened? The light came on. Because God said, let there be light. So if you're lacking light in your life, I want you to get this word in. If you're lacking confidence in who you are in God, come on, up your word intake. Come on, up, up, up what you're getting. Because I told you last week, this move is not going to be a move of worship. Although we love it and we will worship. Come on, we will. This move is not going to be a move of miracles, signs, and wonders. And we're looking for that, and we want it. And we believe it's going to happen. But this move is going to be a move that when the word comes in, the lights come on. And when light comes on, they're going to see that they need somebody they don't have. Because when the light comes on, what happens? The darkness flees, and the rodents come out. Come on, you ever been in a place where there ain't been nobody in a while? And you light it up? What happens? Roaches, ants, rats, mice, and other, every other thing that's in there comes running. They run out from every corner because why? Light has exposed it. Light has exposed where they didn't So the entrance of his word gives light. And light will expose the darkness and expose all things that's hiding in the darkness. They've been doing their dirty work. They've been acting in their own way and doing their own thing. All you gotta do is turn off the light. So I wanna tell you, stop fighting somebody's already been defeated. Start letting the word intake. Because he confirmed his word by signs follow. You won't have to brag about what you told somebody at the grocery store last week and how they responded. Mm. Oh, Jesus, help me. Not to get myself in all kind of trouble. I'm not against giving testimonies, now y'all know that. Brother Jack, if you were in Sunday school this morning, gave an awesome. And I, I did not know what the Sunday school lesson was on when I did this. When I prepared this sermon, because I haven't looked at the book. <laughs> but the interest of his word gives light, and the light is the light of men. You can't have life without light, and you can't have light without his word. So I want you to, if you don't get another thing else I said today, I want you to get one thing. 
the word of freedom. The word is top of the line. The enemy has done everything he can to stop it, to self stall it, to shut it down. We're not preaching it anymore. We're preaching five good ways to do to do it your best and everyday spotty and all kind of crazy stuff. And it's none of it lines up with the word of God. So the word of God is the will of God. If you want to know what the will of God is, look at the word of God. His word says, I am healed. So it's his will that I'll be healed because it's So the first people that we will talk about, we will talk about in this session, we will talk about four different couples of Christmas characters that the Christmas story entangles because I believe that light changed their life. And the first two we will talk about this is this morning's Sunday school lesson, Zachariah and Elizabeth. The first two people that light messed them up. And I want you to turn with me, <laughs> because it, not only it, did it change their world, it produced light that brought understanding into them. There's not a lot said about Zacharias and about Elizabeth. First chapter of Luke records it, and Luke is writing to Theophilus. And if you don't know it, Luke also wrote the book of Acts. And he addresses it to the same guy. A lot of people, a lot of scholars say that, that, that Theophilus was the high priest at that time. Don't know for sure if that's true or not. Some, uh, some, some said it was, some said, no, it's not. It was so it's only with such and such. But I do know one thing. That verse 1 says, for as much as many, this is Luke chapter 1 and verse 1, for as much as many have taken in the hand, in hand, to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are mostly, most surely believed among us. We've already believed it. I'm going to declare it. And he said, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word, they have seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things. From the very first, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus, that thou mightest know the certainty of these things wherein thou hast been instructed. Thou, that thou mightest know, and that there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zechariah, of course, of the course of Abia and his wife, and was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Let me tell you, they were of Come on, you couldn't be a priest without being a tri- out of the tribe of Levi. And she was married to one of the daughters, daughters, generations down from Aaron, the high priest. When you have to understand that most of the scholars that I read say that Zacharias was not the high priest at that time. But he was one of the priests. This is why, if you weren't the high priest, you stood in line for priesthood and you ministered at all the points of the congregation. And most of the time, they lived their life without ever having visited the Holy Host. Come, come on, y'all got to get that. They did not have access to the Holy Host. The lot fell on him to minister at the altar of incense. Come on, it tells us that. The 
lot fell on him. It was his lot for that year, only one year, they got to minister. Even if they were high priests, they only ministered one year. And then they were, they were booted and another one came through. So you understand that they lived their whole life, prepared their whole life for the best job in the temple and only got to serve it one time. Is, is that not cool? So in the days of, so I want you to understand, this wasn't just a normal person. They were ordinary people, but they were people that had prepared themselves for God's work. I want to talk to somebody this morning is that God is looking for some people that are not satisfied with status quo. They're not satisfied with just coming to church and being called a CEO at Christmas and Easter only. They are in the presence of God. I'm saying you don't have to come to church to be a Christian. I understand all that. But I worry about your Christianity and your salvation and your love for God. I know we're not in the popular time. Church is not popular right now. They're pretty good. They're a class that's not appreciated much. And they brought a lot of it on themselves. Through that. But I want to tell you, we are still His ecstasy. He loved the church and he gave himself for her. Come on. She's not the greatest. She's not the best. But she's all he's got. Amen? Aren't you glad you're a part of it? So, they were both righteous, verse 6, before God, walking in all things. The commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Come on, have you ever noticed, noticed anybody that could not any kind of blame be laid on their Christianity at all? So all I can say is I'm not busy. And look at this boss, didn't even have the Holy Spirit. They did not have the Bible as we know it, the canon of the scriptures we got. They don't they didn't have access to that. They didn't know it. All they had was the Torah and the prophets and the minor prophets. That is it. And yet they followed everything that God commanded, his ordinances, his commandments, and all of them without fault. We got some work to do, church. They had, but verse 7 said they had no child because that Elizabeth was buried. And they were both now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he was just doing his job, he was just executing the priest officer's office before God in the order of his court. He didn't step on nobody else's place. He didn't try to take nobody else's spot. He was just fulfilling the role that he was supposed to fulfill. 
I can tell right there and run with it, but I'm not. And, uh, and according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. All he was in charge of is worship. Come on, that's all he does is worship. He just saw to it that a sweet smelling savor was always going up in the temple for his God. He didn't worry about what Brother So and so was doing. He didn't worry about who was behind the veil. All he was worried about is just making sure that the aroma of the incense was totally going up. He was in the prayer team. He was on the ministry team. He was on the worship team. Because he was all about the incense. Come on, is there anybody in the house that's all about making sure the worship of the Lord is going on? You don't worry about getting a name. You don't worry about if you're ever mentioned again. All you're worried about is making sure that worship is going on in the house. Ooh. Hallelujah. Mm. And I just want to cast this little insert in there. Is that you will always find that barrenness is God's attention. Come on, he could have went to any other couple in the world and give that prop, that that guy to it, but he chose one that wasn't didn't have this kid. He chose the couple that had none. He chose the couple that they had been stolen from. The enemy had taken things from, and the barren spot that they were in. God says, I'm about to bless them. You know why God chose to bless them? It's because they chose to bless Him. They blessed Him no matter if they had a dozen children or had zero. They were still coming to the house of God. They were still doing worship. They were still magnifying Him. They were still had their attention on God's work and God's power and God's blessings. And God said, oh, if we had somebody that would up there and take a word, they would forget what they don't have and remember what they do have. And bless God because of who He is. I'm almost done. And when Zechariah saw him, and there appeared, verse 11. Let's go back up to 10. And the whole multitude of people were praying without at the time of incense. Come on. He's in there just focusing on God. And he doesn't realize that the whole multitude is out there. He's caught up in the moment. He's caught up in worship, but he don't even remember that there's, there's, there's a crowd out there waiting. <laughs> He's just so caught up in God's presence that he doesn't realize that the multitude is outside and they pray and they bless him God and they having them all having a time, but they really waiting on him. <laughs> Come on, I'll tell you why. Because he said in verse twelve, or verse eleven. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Remember, when you want to see God, if God appears on the right side of the 
altar. Every time he appeared on the right side of the altar, it was good news. If he appeared on the left side, that's considered by the rabbis to be the dark side of God. If you don't ever want to see him on the left side, ask those that are going to have to go left. So you always want to see him on the right side of the altar, right? That's a message for somebody. Verse 12, and when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. Why? Because reverence hit him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zechariah, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. He had a word from God. Ooh, hallelujah. But and many shall rejoice at his birth. Verse 15, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, but he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Hallelujah. And many children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord. Their God, oh, somebody ought to worship God in this house, because God is getting ready to Of the temple, for he beckoned unto him 
and tough. I mean, it feels like there's some things that God has given you, you can't say. So some things you can tell nobody about. So I'm going to give you an outlet this morning. Where's my guy with a paper? You got them, that notepad? I think I gave it to Brother Mouse. There it is. I want everybody to take the notepad because you're going to need it. You take a, take a piece of paper out of the notepad. Because <laughs> it came to pass that as soon as it exits, verse 23, of this administration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. Verse 24, and after those days his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus saith the Lord, hath the Lord dealt with me. In the days whereon he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. I've been there. We're going to skip all the way down to verse 39, where Mary visits, because I'm going to go with Mary on another service. So I want to read that right now. But I want to. Hallelujah. But verse 49 says, And Mary rose in those days and went to the hill country with faith into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, her babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. What did I say? Increase your word in Jake. And the Holy Ghost will feel it. I don't know, I don't feel it. I don't know where it is at. I don't feel nothing. Come on, get back in the Word. Increase your Word intake if you're not feeling Because as soon as she heard the salutation of the Word, Mary gave her her salutation. She gave her one foot. The angel had told her, and it said she was filled with the Holy Ghost and spake out with a loud voice. She hadn't been speaking. She'd been hiding. But all of a sudden, she got out of hiding and began to proclaim loud and clear. Come on. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And when this this to me, the mother of the Lord should come to me. For lo, as soon as the voice of the salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Verse 57. And Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son. And her neighbors, don't get into the word this morning, are you? <laughs> and her neighbors and her cousin, I'm just flipping out every etiquette I'm preaching that there is this morning. I blame every one of them. Don't read no one in three scriptures. Well, y'all know what this training center is going to be like. <laughs> we don't mess up the etiquette book. Anyway, and the neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day that they came to circumcise the child, and they called him Zacharias. After the name of his father. I want you to listen. They called him. Who was they? 
Them people been waiting on me. Because they didn't get no revelation. Come on, they still live in the natural. I want to tell you why. Because his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said to her, There's nobody in your family named John. Where is John in your husband's name? Nobody knows what John knows, my darling. We got to have a talk. And you know how the mamas are, the mamas of the church. Let me talk to you. That is not right. <laughs> that might have been a little bit too much illustration. There's none of your kindred that is called by that name. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. You know what he did? He asked for a riding pad. That's why you have it. There is power in the written word. Do you ever wonder why Jesus never used the spoken word when he was fighting the devil? Said he used the written word. Every time he talked to that character, he said, It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God. Him only shall thou And they made a sign to his father how he would have a call. And he asked for a writing table. And he wrote saying, his name is John. Put that up. Put yourself above that. I want to tell somebody this morning. God has given you a word. God has given you something you've been asking for. You've been believing for. It don't have to be much that you write on this paper. But I want you to write something on this paper. This is what I can tell this to everybody because they won't believe me. But I'm writing it down. You can bring it to the altar if you want. You can put it up in your in your kitchen if you want. I don't care where you put it, put it in the Bible, wherever you want to put it. But I want you to write something down that God has given you that is divine and that is yours. And you, because the minute you write it, it's going to be released to God's kingdom. <sighs> Some of you know what I mean. Every time you start to speak it out, the devil says, don't say that. What is it? What if they don't understand? What 
and were heroes, his name is John. They marvel. Verse 63, I believe it is. No, 64. And his mouth was open immediately, and his tongue loose, and he spake and praised God. Why? Because the dumb spirit was gone. Because he made a confirmation in what God had told him in private. Come on, let me start giving you a private word. It's coming right after. Nahum chapter 1 says, Write the vision, make it plain. Don't let the devil just make you down. Write what God told you. Write it down and say, Okay, devil, here it is. Here it is. I'm agreeing with Mr. Listen. His name is John. Yeah, I know nobody's in our family's good name just because this is a new day. And it's never going back to where it was. We're not tracing the same old family out. This is a brand new moment for, for Elizabeth and Zacharias. This is a moment of truth for this house. This is a moment of truth for this place. I want to tell you this morning, in this season, something is breaking in Christian worship center that will never be the same again. There's a barrenness being loose that will never come back to haunt you again. And fear came on all that dwelt around about them. I'm telling you, this but stopped rattling their mouths. Come on, how many like it for the heathen to stop raging? Well, that church down there, still well, they are a bunch of crazy people. There's a wild bunch. You go down there and they just jump and holler and scream. You can't even hear the music, it's so loud. You know why? It's because it's a new day and the dumb is being loose in the house. That spirit of dumbness, that spirit of numbness, that spirit of sleeping is not coming back to Christian worship center because God has made it a brand new moment. He has opened us up. He has, and he's put fear in the place where they'll be scared to talk about you. They'll be worried about coming in your presence because they know you're going to expose something God told them in there about. Come on. You know, I said, we're cool. They, they might just be working along with you. Let one slip. They say, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to let that slip. This is not for me. This is for the man. I said, what is that? Never. I mean, never bother me. What he said. But you know what it was? It's the word and take in me. For a light to him. Hold on. I didn't have to say anything about it. All I had to do is show up and have a light. Couldn't expose this. Come on, somebody. Ooh, I'm done. Y'all saying good. This has been a word, Lord. You got more words than probably most of you've read all week. I'm not being mean. I'm just saying, I know how it is. 
Do I get this right? Do I get this? Do you know what they used to come to church? They didn't have to read scripture. In the Old Testament, that's all they did. They come to hear the word of God read. To find out what they needed to do. I just read you most of the book of, of most of the book of uh, chapter John one and most of Luke chapter two or chapter one. And we don't get the rest of it before this is complete. You know why? Because there's goodies in there. <laughs> that sometimes we miss by just listening or reading over. So his mouth was open, his tongue was loose, he spake and praised God. Verse 65, and fear came on all that dwelt in round about them, and all these sayings were noise from round throughout the hill country of Judea. And all they that heard it, them, laid them upon in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord is with them. And his father Zacharias was healed. Come on. Change his life with the Holy Come on, Mom had already been filled. Now Daddy gets filled. Can you imagine a priest and a priestess get filled with the Holy Ghost changing the worship? Come on. They're changing the worship of their church. Because they just got filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost hadn't yet been given. Acts 2 hadn't happened. But they get filled with the Holy Ghost. And they're sitting there looking at me. If you say so. 
I hope you get blessed up there. But what happened is that family kind of experience that kept going in life to the rest of that community. Come on, it only takes one. This morning, that's why I asked you to write something special on your piece of paper. Because when you write it down, you're about to have an experience. Oh. It might be when you go home. It might be at the end of the service. I don't know when it's going to be. It might be all the sometime during the week. But something is going to happen, and you're going to get healed with him. And he's going to change your life. And I want you, if you don't remember anything else I said, I want to say this one more time. Reiterate that when you're feeling lonely, when you're feeling like you're lacking life, hope you're able to do Come on, I don't feel like this. We did. Come on, I don't feel like this today. It's really boring. Put it on this chapter one. Come on, read this again. God, I hope what happened to Zechariah to happen to me. I know what happened to Elizabeth to happen to me. I feel a little barren this morning. I want you to burst up the new one. I feel a little under the weather this morning. I want you to burst up the different one. I can't tell you how to do it, but I can tell you this word is alive. And that the instance of this word will be alive. So when you stand up, that first word that comes in you is difference. Every morning, I want you to get something that's going to give you some life. It might be one scripture, but I want you to listen, either listen, read, or let it play, whatever it is, but I want you to stand in reverence and say, God, I'm giving entrance to your life. This morning, I'm receiving whatever you got. If it may be the same scripture every morning you put in there, that's okay. Whatever that word is, it's going to give life in your life. How many believe that this entrance of his word gives life? And creates understanding for the simple. I like that simple part, but that's good. You know, write it down, make it plain, over simple. Show me. Interpret it for me. Break it down. Put it, this is why I like the message, Bob, because it's an Oklahoma time. I can understand it. So sometimes I have to go to that and say, what you say? King James, I didn't get it from you. That's a joke. But you know what I'm saying? So it's not a bad deal. I mean, I'm, I'm afraid from King James. I like King James. It's old, I'm old, so we're good. But the deal is, is that sometimes I need a breakdown. And sometimes you do. So you might have to grab the amplifier. You might have to grab the message. You might have to grab the MLP. Whatever you have to do, his word in the instant gives life. It gives life. And life gives life. And understanding. So in the, this, so this, this, this morning, this afternoon now. So everybody stand. We're about to leave. But I want them to come back and sing that last verse, that, that course again. Because I want you to understand this morning that He is all you need. His Word is all you need. These offerings are still open. I know it's 1240, 
but hopefully you won't die starvation yet. But this morning, I want you to tell him about it. I want you to revive in me. I want you to revive in me your faith. God, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you because it's in it to create life and it gives life. I pray, God, that every person that has done my voice this morning, God, would take this little thought and God, that it would change their world. That the light that they would just turn it on with their life. Let it play. Let it run. Read it over and over until it becomes entrance into their hearts. And when they open it up, that it becomes Him alone. Because Him alone is the only thing that's going to take us through these five times of living. It's going to take us through hope. It's going to take us through every variant that comes through. It's going to take us through every, every charge, every danger, every perilous time. It's going to take us all the way through. We're going to get there by your word. We're going to get there through your power. We're going to get there through your anointing. And God, would you watch over this sanctuary, these people that are gathered in here this morning, that you would watch over them to protect them, strengthen them, empower them, and glory, pour glory upon them, and glory and strength and mercy and grace and truth upon them and light up their life. In the name of Jesus, I ask. Amen.